Who is, we're visiting with Tom Luganbill, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He's head deep in the XFL season, uh, but also kind enough to give us some time throughout the spring. Um, who's in a better spot to be successful on offense this year? Alabama or Georgia, considering they have two new offensive coordinators and they'll have a new starter at quarterback, or are you about to tell me, Bo, they're loaded, they'll they'll have so many weapons and so on around them, and their defense will give them the ball the overwhelming majority of the time in advantageous situations, that while it matters, it almost doesn't matter. Thank you, buddy. You just gave me my answer. Good job. <laughs> um, you know, in all honesty, though, it's funny you say that because that is my answer, but you know the other part of my answer is? This is like the this is the season of the scapegoat offensive coordinator, right? Like Tommy Reese, um, uh, Liam Cohen, all right, Mike Bobo. All of these guys coming into play where they're having to replace a, a quarterback that's played a lot of football, right? Uh, Joey Joey Hazel at Tennessee is not the offensive coordinator. Uh, Josh Hype, <laughs> right? Yeah, so kind of like Lane, part of it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see how Bobby Petrino does because I think Bobby Petrino is one of the brightest football coaches of of the last you know thirty to forty years sure. of college football. And you may not like him, but the results speak for themselves. And 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 he may have himself a guy in in I think what was it Wiggins, uh, the kid that they played with that was a freshman last year that showed some some flashes. So he might have a shot because they're going to have good players around around the quarterback too. But like. If things don't go well early, like at Kentucky, at Georgia, at Alabama on offense, when I say don't go well, I'm not saying they, they lay an egg and they can't cross the 50-yard line and they can't convert a third down. I'm just saying that there maybe there's some potholes in the road, okay? It's going to be interesting to see the scrutiny that comes down on, on those guys um, at places where the fan bases know you're loaded with talent, right? but maybe the quarterback's not up to par yet. Right. I think it's a yeah, okay, so Tommy Reese, tell me about him. Uh, here's a guy, 30 years old, um, played at Notre Dame, decided not to go with Brian Kelly to LSU. Maybe he thought after not doing that, he had made a mistake. Um, Saban's able to recruit him in. He knows that he will have to listen to Saban, but like I don't know what the like ratio is. 70 or so, 80% of it will be what Tommy wants to do, but Saban gets the last call type thing. Um, I mean, Saban's not an offensive coach, but he's more of a micromanager. What, tell me about Tommy Reese. You you really like him, or or you think I need to see more? Where are you with Alabama's new offensive coordinator? Well, you know he's young and he's had some success. He's been really good with the tight end. He's been really good with shifts and motions and things of that nature that they, that they like to do at, at, at Notre Dame offensively under his leadership. But really what I think this is more about is you have a young coach that isn't so far into his career that he's so set in his ways that he's not going to be willing to morph, right? Because you've got to understand, when you take the job at Alabama as the offense coordinator, it's not your offense. It's Alabama's offense. So Tommy Reese is going to be coming in there, and that's not to say that he won't have his own stamp and his own wrinkle here and there, but he's going to be adapting to Alabama's personnel he's going to be adapting to Alabama's terminology it's not the other way around Nick Coach Staten doesn't want a guy coming in there and and 
retooling the offense and, and changing it and breaking it down. Once Sark and, and Lane had kind of laid the foundation for what they were going to be, and Alabama made a decision that they were going to become more athletic at quarterback, and then they kind of built this fixture on offense of kind of, for lack of a better phrase, an overused term, identity, right? I don't think Nick Saban wants to go away from that. And I think it's why that it, it, what, if you're a, a, a really successful offensive coordinator, right, and you're going to – and, 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 and you're set in your ways, you have your offense, you have your scheme, then that's probably not a place that, that you'd fit very well in because that's not what Nick Saban wants. So I think he's catching Tommy Reese at the right time um, because he can develop him. He's had enough success on a big stage to where he knows, he knows what the pressure points are. He knows there's going to be a lot of scrutiny. He, he can handle that. And now he's going to have much better players to work with than he had at Notre Dame. Much better players. And by the way, on another note, what is Notre Dame doing? That just got me thinking. Are, are, are you, <laughs> do you want to compete in big-time college football, or you just want to be 9-3 and three and go to the Citrus Bowl? What are we doing? I mean, you've got to be kidding. $2.8 million buyout? I mean, come on. That is ridiculous. So, I, listen, Tommy Reese might have gotten to Alabama at the perfect time at that time. Notre Dame's going to play it. If I was Marcus Freeman, I would tell my agent any big time job that comes open this next off season, throw my name in. Well, that's a good point. Okay, we, we'll touch on that at some point.